You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for tuning in to the Paper Cuts Podcast issue... 63. Fucking 63, apparently. I am your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me this evening are Mr. Matthew Much. Hello. Mr. Dean DeFalco. 63. 63. And Mr. Evan Goldstein. Test. Test indeed. So, it was a kind of a up and down week in comics uh, this week, I feel. There was uh, so there was some good stuff. There was some very, very wordy stuff. And uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and talk about it. So, you know, spoilers. Uh, they be a coming. And uh, curses. I think we've already said fuck twice. And What's there's a third. We. So. Yeah, <laughs> mainly you. We. I said 63 twice. Oh, you said six. Yeah, I guess I'm the only one who said fuck, but. Well, there it is. That's how <laughs> oh, we do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, gentlemen. Oh, God, he is on point again. Always crushing it <laughs> like a fucking something that crushes things. Mm. Um, I couldn't think of the fucking Star Wars reference. It's Star Wars Day and the fucking trash compactor that almost crushes. But anyway, son of a bitch. We should be watching Star Wars. Let's talk about Judge Dredd, number one. Um, so I was just telling you guys, I, I tried to read this book. Uh, this was the last one I got to for this week. But um, there, there, there were too many words. <laughs> there were too many words on the page. And I, I like books. I like reading. And I got through four pages and put it down and went, no, I'll just let them talk about it. So Why didn't you like Judge Dad? <laughs> it's a departure for Mr. Dredd. I don't think he got there. He didn't I, get no, that far. I, he didn't no. get that far. The, the, literally, I just opened it back up. The last page I looked at, he shot the robot in the face. Oh, you got that. You got pretty far. Oh, right? yeah, oh you goodness. should have seen. That's well, it. Uh, anyway, well, it's not like it's a big. I, I talk about it. I'll look through it as you're, as you're talking. All right, long story short, he's looking for a bunch of people who went missing. He ends up waking up in a place where his big mega city isn't. He arrests a bunch of kids who pulled out some crazy puppy kicker's eyeball. After um, he shot him in the face, I saw that part. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, he went after his gun. Okay, yeah. it's not just like he walked up on this dude and shot him in no, the face. No, you're right. He, he, did, but he arrested the kids who tried to murder him, I guess. And then he finds where the the city has gone. It's gone to this place, wherever this place is. It's it's okay. It's it was. I mean, you're giving right it a rousing review. Well, because you know what? Like, <laughs> I read oh, shit. it. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, like, when in the 90s, like, when that shitty movie came out, that's all I had to go on. It, yeah, you know what? I like that. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on here, but it was it was it was OK. Have Have you ever read a, a Dread book before? No. OK, this I is have. this is Judge I used Dread. to back in the day. This is what yeah. it is. The beginning of the book is so wordy is because he's confused. Yeah, and he's trying to figure like he. Li that's the thing about Judge Dread books; they put everything on the page, whether it be pictorially or verbally. And he talks to his computer. He's trying to work things out. It's exposition. That's really what most Judge Dread books were. Right, but I, I, I don't know. I just wanted it in Mega City. Instead, I got in the middle of East Bumblefuck nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen dread material i haven't read a lot but i've never seen dread material outside of the mega city so this was really strange to me it it it, it is very much not i mean like because outside of mega city was the wasteland uh which i think they may have adopted from the movie i'm not 110 on that one but this seems like gotta, he just you, got well, 
transport. You gotta keep it one hundred. So oh, stop it. That's what the kids say. Yeah, one hundo, yo. Well, I mean, who, who made it to the end of the issue? I did. I did. So you know what the the deal is? Yeah. Well, spoil away. Well, I'm not oh, well, gonna read it. So he he's actually he's managed to travel through time or something. It is the mega city. Well, it, it's not, like, see, but we don't know that yet. He could yeah, be in it, another universe. I mean, this it is... seems like just a chunk of the mega city is where he is, and the only person that knows what this place is this they're calling it ang avi like it's just it looks like a gigantic tower of dirt from the outside <laughs> um the only person who knows what the fuck is sort of going on is dread everyone else thinks it's this weird like monolith of perversion that like it's it's fucking weird like i don't i don't know man i don't know how to feel about this fucking book <laughs> well i thought it was time well, i did make the assumption it was time travel but well, i uh, there's also the fact that the robot guards were really old. Well, he he made uh, the the hint that it might be time travel, but it the thing is, it's only displaced one piece of of the city, so it could be in a different dimension too. Or it could be a sunken city, or there's a bajillion things. Yes, a bajillion <laughs> that could have happened. I it's, can't count that high. I know that's the point. It's. It's standard dread. It's just taking place someplace else. That's yeah. it. I realized that uh, upon reading the first four pages of this, and so admittedly my opinion is uh, somewhat partial. Non- non- for- partial, thank you. Not fully formed, yeah. <laughs> um, I realized Judge Dread books weren't good. <laughs> like... They were, what's that? what's that called when a thing is either really, people either really, really like it or... Really, really polarizing. Hated. Yeah, Dread has always been very polarizing. I I used to like it back in the. I think one of the biggest problems, because like exposition aside, like I'll skip over some of the wordier bits if I was into it, but exposition aside, for a Judge Dread book, like I understand that we're taking place maybe out in the wastelands or maybe in in the future or whatever. Um, it was too clean. Like really too clean. Yeah, I, I thought it was too yeah like. I think that was on purpose. Maybe. Wait, 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 like, wait. You mean like to- the world was clean or the art was clean? At both of it. Both. You're a liar. The art was not clean. Oh, the art's not clean. No. For Judge Dredd, it is. It's okay. true. It's true. It is on the cleaner side. It's definitely, you know, like nature and shit. I mean, the first thing he noted is the fact that the air is clean. That means, you know. Yeah. It's super weird. It's super weird to him. He's like, it doesn't like, taste recycled. I- that's disgusting. I need to see. Um, oh god, the the guy's name is is Scrochi. Is that who it is? S K or S C R O C E. Continue with the statement. Yeah, no, I like his artwork is super like crazy detailed and. Oh god, the book is failing. Like this is pointless. This is a dumb story. I can't even think of any of it right now. See <laughs> this other art. Really tired. Um. Yeah, like I, I think as a artist, um, I would have been more into it because, like, Judge Dredd back in the day was like a dirty book. You know what I mean? Like everything was just like mm-hmm. lines were fucking everywhere, and there was just shit everywhere. And I don't know. It's this looks it took like me out of it, like McFarlane trying to draw Dredd. Yeah, yeah. It looks like somebody that's trying what, to that's ape what... that style as opposed to actually living in that style. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't want to live in that style, though. It's a very, very messy you, style. If you if you do not like Judge Dredd or have, ne- have been impartial on it, this book will not change your mind. 
It's n- more of no. the same. So. Well, congratulations, Judge Shred. You have achieved a meh. Uh, <laughs> a big, big meh. A resounding meh. It's uh, Steve Scrochy is the guy I'm thinking of. Um, That's an unfortunate name, man. Oof. It is. He he did work um with uh on Doc Frankenstein. He did it with uh, Jeff Darrow. Um, he's the guy who's currently doing uh, We Stand on Guard with uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Like, that's who I want to see on this. Because he's got, like, a, a relatively clean style, but there's just a ton of shit everywhere. Like, there's just more... I, I just... I need more detail in... I don't know. I don't ever just... really remember Dread being detailed. I remember Dread being very busy. Like, there was a lot yeah. on the page. Not very yeah. clean. Just a lot going on. And as soon as you went... In the at the end of the book, as soon as you go underground, you see possible imagery towards that because it's out in the wilderness. I, I who knows? Yeah, it I, is a, a resounding meh. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't really see. Um, I can't really see who who did it really to to recommend this to. I mean, not even like I was a fan of Judge Dredd back in the day, and I couldn't even get I couldn't even get through it. So no. Sorry. Two thumbs firmly in pockets. No. Two thumbs tucked into my rest of my Guys, fingers. everyone, like shut up. Shut up. Five Nights of Freddy's, the novel, has been released early today. The novel? Bigger than Star Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yay. Yeah, that's it. I All Just, right. Let's, let's talk about another book. It just doesn't seem like... Why what? a novel? <laughs> the real question is, why not a novel? Yeah, well, tell you what, I'm gonna read it and I'll let you know. Because that, I just, I just uh, sorry, I just found it. Jeff Darrow, that's who I want fucking drawing this book. What? Okay. What else has he done? Jeff Darrow, uh, Shaolin Cowboy. Um, he did work on the Matrix comics. He's got a real like crazy busy style. There's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> um, hmm. that's the guy, Jeff Darrow. All right. Um. Let's jump on to Amazing Spider-Man 1.1. So this book is taking place uh, concurrently with the uh, new Amazing Spider-Man series that's running. This one's uh, written by Jose Molina. Uh, I assume not of the famous Molina brothers that were uh, catchers in Major League Baseball. Did you say Jose Uh, or? Yeah. It's Jorge. No, Jose Molina is the writer of this book. It says written by Jorge Molina. I'm looking at the... uh... The credits right now. I'm looking I'm, at the I, book. I'm looking at the credits as well. It says then Jose Molina. Then they mistyped Molina. on the website. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm looking at the actual book. It says Jose Molina. Well, they all lied got, It almost ruined my joke. It's, he's got fucking Yadier Molina's current catcher for the Cardinals. Anyway, um, so it's written by Jose Molina and art by uh, Evan. Give me the correct pronunciation on this because I always fuck it up. Simone Bianchi. Bianchi. I always say Bianchi. And he doesn't care whether you say Simon Bianchi or whatever. Really nice guy. <laughs> Just as long as he gets a paycheck. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty well, much. Uh, that's, that's what they do for you. Mm-hmm. So, I I was kind of torn on this book. Let, I want to hear you guys first. Because I, I was right? pretty torn on this. I don't like point ones. I mean, it was it was all right, but I I just I rather just read a, a main story. Now I got to read the side story. Well, yeah, I, I feel the same. Yeah, like it's it uh, for what it was, it was good. And I I didn't need it, but whatever. 
Uh, he's got a nightlight for a symbol on his chest now. That's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Th- there, there's, there's voodoo people. They look like fucking luchadors, okay. unicorn it, person. It, it's, w- they are, um, the Santarians. I don't care. They're stupid. <laughs> and so eloquently put, Dean. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know. Just, like, I got five pages through, and it was like, oh, fuck a zombie. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that. That I wasn't expecting because he was all singing Christmas, and then a zombie pops up. Yeah, was, what the shit is that? It's a fucking zombie. It's, it's, and then, like, a, the story is all over the place. Twist. <laughs> yeah, I, that's sure. Well, I thought it was going to be a Christmas issue, and then zombie, and then voodoo, and then whatever the fuck. Santaria. The... It's not voodoo. What? Yeah, fucker <laughs> there, there was there was italian ice but it was okay Puerto listen Rican. this is the thing those that practice santeria can fuck up your world so let's be nice to those that can mystically kill us oh stop it with your nonsense i don't know how many uh um Santarians comic books leading to yeah, the San, San, yeah i i can't listen. say there are many we're huge in the santeria community <laughs> big fans of the show ten big ten. big fans of the show. actually they're tuning in because i posted on instagram that we were going to be reading this book this week so they're super on, pumped and all listening on santeriagram <laughs> yes santeria. <laughs> santeria book yeah you keep i mean I, this you is keep making fun go ahead guys can't. You'll Whatever. be dead. When your dick is falling off, you won't be making fun anymore. <laughs> I will of myself because that shit would be hilarious. No. Fucking, I, like, it was It was a very strange issue. You're right because, like, I think that's why I'm so torn on it because it started off and I was like, oh, fucking Christmas issue. Right on. Like, I love the holidays. Yay. And then it was like, oh, there's a dead guy. Oh, shit, he's a zombie. What the fuck is happening? But he's not even really a zombie. He's no. been brought back to yeah. life. And I mean, like, Don Anselmo. Because here's the thing, like, and kind of, kind of spoilers for getting to Lucifer, um, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Like, I dig this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not a religious guy by any stretch of the imagination, but the stories around religion, I find pretty fascinating for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, you know, the rituals and and you know, just the the different things that go into the the whole, I you know, mythology. Uh, of of religions and to put that all in here i was like oh that's kind of cool like i'm kind of interested in it but at the same time like i don't know that i cared like i don't know that this issue did enough to get me to care to pick up the next one like it was fine you know yeah. it was, it was, it was there it was okay it was good it was I mean, a unicorn lady like even even bianchi's art i didn't like I didn't feel that this was the best that he's been. Art was good. I mean, I like the art. I, I didn't hate no, that. it was good, but I've seen him do better. Oh, so oh, like, yeah. it wasn't good enough for me to be like, yes, but the art was so great that I'll come back for that. I like the art, except for his Spider Man, which doesn't look great to me, and that's kind mm-hmm. of a problem in the Amazing Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone else looks good though. I don't like the new, um, the new high legging design like where the boot would be how it kind of like i don't know it's a weird cut i don't care for that but that's not that's not his design that's the overall design for for spider-man right now yeah i don't know is it like a solid meh on this one as well i think it's a little higher than a meh a little higher than a meh yeah 
It's, it's like a meh. <laughs> this if a if you had half? An, yeah, I guess. A meh plus. <laughs> if you had an extra four bucks and you were itching for some more Spider-Man, you could do worse. Not for nothing. Spider-Man himself, like his speech oh, when it's he's good talking. Spidey goodness. He yeah. he did like whoever whoever wrote this did Spider-Man well. Mm-hmm. The quips, the funnies, the jokes. He, yeah, I, mean, I mean, the story you know is what? the story. Actually, this was a little refreshing if you realize that this is not super rich Spider-Man, which some people haven't been liking. It is super rich Spider-Man. Spider-Man I thought it is I super know rich Spider-Man. It is him, but he's not like every Douche page Spider-Man. is not <laughs> devoted to him having technology or inventing something brand new on the spot. It's just Spider-Man. Wait for it, Matt, because this isn't over. Like he didn't. He hasn't had time to whip out a fucking battery-powered fart generator out of his ass or anything yet. So just wait, it's coming. If he has his ass, why does he need a fart generator? Because they don't smell when he does it from a robot ass. Then what's the point? I don't know. Just about the, I don't just know. About just the your theory is falling apart, sir. It's just about the sound. <laughs> it's about the sound. It's a terrifying sound. All right, Robot. I mean, I really like the art. I thought the story was pretty interesting um, because of the religious aspect. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. Um, but granted, I did read this after reading Lucifer. And once I read Lucifer, I was like, yeah, religion. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like it does, it's, it's, that sort of carried me through this book as well. So it was a re- it was a religion heavy week. Yeah, it was. So, uh, I, well, let's let's make the jump then. Okay. Let's let's jump over to a, a new Vertigo number one. Um, you know how we love number ones here. Uh, Lucifer, number one, uh, written by Holly Black, I believe. Yes. Yes. Holly Black and Art. Um, Lee. Lee Garbit. 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 Um. So, all right. Let's uh. Let's just go. Uh. Right. Right out and say it. I would imagine if you're a Christian, um, this book might offend you. Don't pick it up. Just to don't. A point. <laughs> um. It had some some similarities, some tonal similarities, I think, to the prophecy, the Christopher Walken movies, <laughs> um, which are movies I fucking love. Like, like, oh god, I fucking love those movies. But I forgot um, about those movies. Oh, they're so good. So, they're good. so good. So so good. But this, I mean, this movie or this movie, this comic is uh, is about is about the the mythology surrounding Christianity the you know Lucifer Morningstar being cast down from heaven um as the first fallen angel and being the lord of hell and presiding over all the pain and suffering and all that shit and the other angels and uh Metatron and shit like just I mean it it's deep I, I love seeing a good Christian Metatron oh sure seeing a good Metatron tickles me but yeah, I can't like, tell is this book about Lucifer is it about Gabriel, I think it's or is it about to, a team up? I think it's supposed to be mainly about Lucifer, but Gabriel's is hanging out right now. Okay, because I mean, if you think about it, like Gabriel's part in this is just to kill Lucifer at the beginning, and then Lucifer is like, "I didn't fucking do it, but I'll help you find out who did." And then it goes to the whole thing where the, whoever the bitch is sitting on his throne is Thank you, Lucifer. She is she is the ruler of hell now, seeing as Lucifer is on Earth. Right. I, I would. I just don't. I I can't pronounce her name, and I don't remember it. So, oh well. But it said it. It said next issue, Lady Lucifer. So go with that. Lady Lucifer. Okay. Um. 
Yeah, it it, it was. I, I feel like it's gonna have more of a focal point on Lucifer with Gabriel kind of being the supporting character. I mean, cause yeah, I, Gabriel came in with a fucking bang, man. He was like, I'm killing everything and everyone in this room. Flaming sword. I got it. Flaming sword. sword. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I'm like a reject from World of Warcraft. It was, I don't know. I liked it. I, I, liked, I liked I it. I did. I enjoyed this book. I, I loved from the very first panel. I mean, the very first panel is Lucifer in a white suit, which is ultra fucking douchey, driving a white convertible through Los Angeles, and his license plate is LC4R. Uh, get it? Fucking great. Luckfer. Lucifer. <laughs> I think that's Lickfer. No, Lickfer. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Look. Um. So, like, let's let's just go. The easy thing to talk about is the artwork. I thought the art was great in this book. It's beautiful. Pretty it's very good. Yeah. I love the I layouts was... of each. Like each of the panels, like showed something. There were yeah. no like lost panels. You know what I'm saying? Like no, there there was imagery some fucking, was beautiful. There was some heavy storytelling going on in these panels like this is like comic books 101 you know what i mean like right doing yeah. some shit doing some work in these panels and what i really liked about it is that there was a good mix of um of like plain panels like there's some scenes out by the beach and whatnot <laughs> and then like there's ultra detailed shit like there is a a huge mixture of of it's a single artist, and right? And shit, and one yeah, artist. Yeah, uh, Lee Garbit was the inker and the pencils. Mm. The coloring was really good in this. I mean, just the the differentiation of the wings of the different angels, I thought was really cool. Um, Ragul or Raguel, I forget. I don't. I don't remember. Ra- from, Raguel. It's Raguel. Yeah. Um, my, it's been a long time since I've Dean been in confirmation and Dean, class. the theology major. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Demon. <laughs> the guy that made the theology. sauce, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that is so fucking offensive to like yeah. so many people. That which is awesome, but whatever. Um, is like, it though? I think so. I think I think taking a it, Christian angel and like insinuating that he made spaghetti sauce for like Catholics. See, but this is from what I've learned about making <laughs> movies. If you make the fools say it, it's mm. okay. We so we are, we are okay saying fools. that we are the fools. It's all right. Are we? Since when? Uh, oh, you didn't get the forever. memo? Sorry. God damn it. Anyway, uh, so fucking Mr. Ragu has the, uh, <laughs> the the peacock wings, which I thought were cool, and uh, Raphael has like like these like crazy hawk-looking wings. I don't know. They were super cool. Golden. Like, and, they were awesome. Yeah, Is that they, feather going to come into play? I would imagine at some point. Um, well, he's got a sweet earring now from like the 80s. Well, yeah, you know, but uh, so I mean, the artwork was beautiful. I th- I thought it was really, really well done. I really liked it, and the story, you know, uh, okay. So they they did a good job, I thought here, of uh, Metatron explaining to um, Gabriel, Gabriel, uh, you know, God is dead. Someone killed him. If anyone finds out, and I thought this was a, a smart way to play this. If anybody finds out the Dukes of Hell or gods from other pantheons, no one can know. So, like, they established that this is not a Christian book. Yeah, this, this is, is an all, all religion book. fictional characters. Right, and treating uh, them as such. You, you, th- you see it that way? 
Yeah, I, I like I see this book as them looking at Well, Zeus can um, step up in this bitch. It kind of reminds me of uh like something new godsy. Right. You know that that's kind of where I, like I saw this coming from. The mishmash uh, you know, of all of them together so everybody either gets offended or rejoices. Right. You know, um Gabriel is in this book and we could just as easily run into Ganesha or mm-hmm. Shiva at some point, I agree. you know what I mean? And I th- I think that's cool. I think that's an interesting way to take it. You know, because of my personal beliefs, I find these sorts of stories interesting from a certain viewpoint. I don't look at them as like, oh, they're telling the Lord's story, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I don't give a shit about that kind of thing. I think the mythology around it is interesting, and the story of, okay, if God were a being as the same way that most of the modern population who are Christians views mythology as like, oh, those were just stories. So if the Christian God is just a story like Zeus and it's a character that exists that did make a world in all of this shit. And now that character is dead and it's a murder mystery to solve it. Okay, cool. Like I'm into that. That seems like a cool idea. That the two sides of good and evil joining forces to, to figure out the said mystery. I mean, it's got all the parts. It's got all the right parts to make a, a good story. It's got all the right parts to make a really good Vertigo book. Like, mm-hmm. this is exactly what Vertigo has always done very, very well. And I also like the fact that the last depiction of, of Christian God uh, out in the world, he looks very Churchill-like. I was going to say that. Motherfucker looks like Winston <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> Winston Churchill with, uh, like, if Wilford Brimley starred as Winston Churchill in a movie. <laughs> I feel like that's the picture that he drew. Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love this book. I thought it was really cool. Lucifer's talking to a fly bartender at some point. Like, there's some weird creatures. That whole bar is fly, like Lucifer's yeah, butler is the cat. <laughs> like some slugs and shit. Yeah, he's got a cat butler because. Yeah, I had to reread that to figure out. Well, why is there a cat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. His name, like, but... Mr. Purloin or some shit. <laughs> Too, like, really on the nose. The imagery of Gabriel finding out that god has died that like the it's just four panels oh, yeah, where he's peeking into a hole and all yeah. it is is one eye i was like wow yeah that's really good mm-hmm. it, it was just yeah, a, it's a well done book so far uh yeah it, yeah i think like that the most like the most impressive thing about this book going into this like we talked about it last week and we we're like what are we going to read as the new vertigo number one let's check it out it's called lucifer whatever I mean, my expectations, I didn't have any expectations for this book. I had no idea what it was going to be. And uh, having no expectations, it's really easy to have those expectations (laughs) shattered, uh, which they were. Like, this is just a really well-done fucking comic. Yeah. I was impressed. And I thought the line line that Lucifer has at the end, um, no one gets to kill God but me, you know, and, and Gabriel's talking to him, and he's like, you know... And, and, you know, he said, like, why would you do that? Why the fuck would you help me? He said, no one gets to kill God but me, and because he was my father, too. Yeah. And I thought, like, that that takes this story, like, if you if you read your history books, um, Lucifer Morningstar being the first angel, um, not only the first angel, but the first angel then cast out of heaven, like, God and the devil are often viewed as equals, but that is his son for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word and i think that's oftentimes forgotten uh and maybe that's just me maybe that was just my 
interpretation of a kid, uh, you know, going to church and whatnot, being told God of oh, the devil and God and whatnot. Well, no, you're you right. Know. I mean, because most people don't remember that part. Most people think the devil is just some red dude with a pointy tail, pitchfork mm-hmm. and stuff, but he's not. He's just a fallen angel. Like, it's fucking John Lovitz from Saturday Night yes, Live. Yes, that, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you, you know unfortunately that's the sort of thing that the devil gets like a lot of people don't go into like any more than that i, I can't say unfortunately are because Dean, the devil's not a good thing. Are, are you are you suggesting that the devil is not getting his due oh boom. i'm not going into this i'm not touching this what i mean to say is that you know i i guess this would be interesting for people to read uh especially for people who want something more a little bit more mythological like you said dan this has some uh uh premise already so it it's cool um yeah i i also i just want to point out too um at the very last panel, uh, with Lady Mazikin sitting on the throne of hell, she's got she's a really interesting visual uh, character. Like she's all in black with this red cloak and this weird, um, almost <laughs> half of her face almost kind of looks like Groot. Uh, uh-huh, I see it. <laughs> okay, um, sure, sure. but she is nailed, like to throne, crucified yeah. to this chair. Is she? I didn't fucking notice that. Yeah, yeah, her hands are crucified to the chair. Her feet are not. Like, she has her legs crossed like she's just kind of sitting there hanging. But oh, her, shit, her hands are it. nailed. Yeah. Oh, it is. And yeah. there's blood, you know, so I don't know. Like, I just, I'm interested. I'm interested in this story. The, I think this was a great book. I, the highest of recommendations. Yeah, the only thing is, uh, I, I mean, it's not really a turnoff, but I feel like some people are probably want going to go back and do some homework on some of the other things that happened in this universe and unfortunately that might cost some money because that's the whole sandman universe and part of hellblazer it seems like so that would be a lot of reading to do yeah Mm -hmm. but so far i mean they did touch on one get from hellblazer well like i reading just the the um uh, preview for the this editor's note. Uh, the editor's note, but the the preview was like, "This is Lucifer from the his own story. Uh, from that was already established and whatnot." I was like, "I didn't know that he had a book already. I also didn't know that he was in Sandman because I've never really read Sandman." So yeah, I only sure. knew that from the preview as well. You should all but did you, Sandman. But did you feel lost? No, I I didn't feel no. lost, yeah. but I felt like I wanted to know more. Because I, I, while I didn't feel like I didn't understand anything, I did feel like I wanted to know what happened to make this this way. Because mm-hmm. Lucifer's not in charge. Uh, like, Gabriel, some sort of drug addict, it seemed like, that had his heart ripped out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some mm-hmm. crazy-ass shit going on. So I do want to go back and read it. However, I feel like that would probably cost me as much time as it did to read the entire Transformers story arc. <laughs> you, you could just go to church every Sunday and get the full truth. Nah, nah, man. I'm not feeling it. Not, Actually, not you probably it. could just watch um, what's that Kevin Smith movie? Dog- oh, yeah. Dogma. And Dogma. you'll probably get just as much truth. I like Dogma. Yep. The poop demon. <laughs> Alright, well, it's let's a move Golgothan. on. <laughs> Lucifer, very high recommendation. It was just, just a fucking great book. I mean, subject matter be damned. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? I see. It was oh. uh, just a uh, religion joke. <laughs> just a really great book. So let's uh let's close out uh the books this week with uh my favorite book of the week. 
I don't know about you guys, but uh, Squadron Supreme number one. Um, first of all, like I know we said it at the beginning of the show, but uh, spoilers, if you haven't read this book yet or if you haven't seen the reporting on it yet, uh, Namor gets his fucking head cut off. I heard that was coming. Okay. With a laser beam from Hyperion. I, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this was... I, I mean that that was legit, but I, I I think the the main point of the book was the fallout after and oh sure, trying but to Namor. decide. Oh no 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 yeah, like I do get that because <laughs> but, but 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 Namor. Well, I like <laughs> <laughs> this. I mean, this isn't this isn't like a fly by night Marvel character. This is a fucking like long standing like the original fucking Marvel characters. Like, well, you, you know, with all of this Secret Wars thing, the Marvel Universe has been turned on its ear, sir. It certainly has. Did My Have goodness. we seen Namor do anything as apocalyptic as they're saying? No, but I mean, yeah. he could. Yeah. Uh, well, he did win. No, it was in um, the the lead up to... Uh, uh, yeah, it was in, in the uh, the Illuminati but book or the New Avengers. That's book. right. Now I read that shit. Okay. In the lead up to the end of the ent- entire Marvel universe, he was the one who pulled the trigger uh, to destroy at least one of the universes. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, it's it's one of the things that. that made that argument so compelling. Of you know, okay, all these incursion events, uh, as they were calling them, what what Hickman was writing, of you have all these universes colliding. And everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a question here. So if Namor, as he says in the book, simply speeds up the process, is he the one who is now at fault? Dr. Spectrum, uh, one of the members of the Squadron Supreme, certainly seems to fucking think <laughs> he was. And he was speeding things up, but only for half of the equation because the right the logic that they had was that if one of the worlds that was colliding with another was destroyed the other one got off until mm-hmm. it happened to bump into another one so he was delaying and speeding up depending on which world you were from well i i mean can we also bring up the big point here they're supposed to be heroes correct yes uh, they're anti-heroes yeah well i'm gonna say what they did was not not heroic. They they threw innocence into, uh, and that's the whole point of the book is like that. What they did, kind of not cool. Like I don't know. I th- I think they made a really compelling argument though. A team like, with that level of power and the reasoning of Frank Castle. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That was a great line. Yeah, and you know that that's <laughs> the thing. Like, th- I, I've I've never really read a book like this where like that sort of power is out of check and they have just all kinds of fucked up logic to it, you know, and that's the thing. Namor might be bad and the military that he controls might be bad, but then he just destroyed every, like Hyperion just lifted up the entire Atlantean colony, emptied everyone out of it and then destroyed it. Which Uh, means he let them live. Barely. But they're Barely. alive. But they're alive. Their univ- these this this person's universe has been utterly destroyed. They didn't pick up the universe, shake out the people, and then destroy the universe. Okay, it th- what they did, yes, is not very heroic, but they have repeatedly attacked land repeatedly. 
Okay. Yeah, I, that that <laughs> argument is so compelling. Like when you look at Namor, Namor is kind of an asshole. He, like, he's always been a douchebag. But he's he has just... his reasoning. I mean, granted, whatever the fuck he did in, in an incursion event. Okay. So is Namor a hero to you? No, he's not a hero, but I don't okay. really consider him a villain either. Oh, wait. He was an X-Man at some point. I think that's right, yeah. 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 He's a mutant. Yeah, so like, so I, I don't consider him, like... <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with that, this. That's the thing. I don't that. consider him, like, you know, uh, fucking Thanos levels of fucked upness. I I think he has his own reasoning for doing things and whatnot, and they're not as malicious as other villains. He's just... He has a colony, and he defends it. It might not always be for, like, peaceful reasons, but they're his reasons, uh, compared to someone like Thanos who just wants to murder everyone because he can and because he thinks it's awesome. No, he's trying to prove his love to death. Fuck him! Okay, he's fucking his, nuts. His, his killing is about love. It's stupid. Right. But see, here's the thing. I think the fact Namor that... Namor loves himself. He, he, he loves his people. A lot of self-love there. <laughs> I think the fact that this book, that this, this Squadron Supreme book, has generated this a level of conversation because I've seen quite a bit of conversation about it uh, on the internets as well uh, proves that this is the book you should buy this week. I, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, it, it was definitely a good book. I, I also like the uh, spoilers. The uh, the Human Torch reveal at the end was pretty cool. Fuck yeah, that was cool. Yeah. The original Human That's Torch. That's what, wait, so we're talking. Jim Hammond. Yeah, we're, are we talking like Cyborg? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's a robot. Good. Yeah, he's a robot. Happy. He's a robot. I like we are it. Talk- we are talking Captain America, Namor, and the original Jim Hammond Human Torch punching Hitler in the fucking and, face Human and Torch. And now we got two of them, two of them together again because the other one had his head lopped off in this issue coming <laughs> well, he, back. <laughs> you never know. Something could happen. Yeah, they could sew back on. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. All right, I have two complaints about this book. Number okay. one, Squadron Supreme is the stupidest name for a team I've ever heard. I'll agree. <laughs> that is the dumbest Dumbest name ever. Yeah, I'll, okay? I'll agree with that. It's stupid. It's Second, not great. It's not great. <laughs> Second, why the fuck is Deadpool an Avenger? <laughs> Wait, did I miss that? At the very end, the when Human when when... Torch is talking to Old Cap, and he's like, you and your team of Avengers, and then I'm assuming, because after he says that, they show a team of people. It's Rogue. Yeah, Deadpool's an Avenger. Yeah, yeah Rogue, Deadpool, Brother Voodoo, uh, the girl whose name escapes me oh, right now. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he's hiding in the back like okay other than that i enjoyed the book no it's uh, an event it's an avengers book but he's actually calling them a unity squad yeah oh that's the second worst name for a team ever well okay so <sighs> squadron supreme were originally like to be honest about what the characters are uh it's superman batman the flash wonder woman Green Lantern, like these are oh, so that's the Justice the, League the, the Green Lantern you're going with that that Doctor Spectrum. Doctor Spectrum. Okay, I see it. I yeah. saw the the analog there. I did. I just couldn't yeah, figure I, out when, who that when one this was. team was originally conceived, I believe it was in the late seventies, early eighties when the first Squadron Supreme books started coming out. Um they were Marvel's analogs to DC's, you know, uh Trinity plus Aquaman. Um mm-hmm. Well, Aquaman's they, pretty dead now. Yeah, is he? I don't fucking read DC books. I'm well, sorry. no, I I meant like because yeah, it would be Namor. Yeah. No, Namor. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. No, he's fucking shit. Um, so they they've kind of been on and off with popularity. Uh, 
you know, Hyperion was an Avenger for a while. J. Michael Straczynski did a really great run on the Squadron Supreme books with uh, Gary Frank on art, which is that that very first panel that Nighthawk is uh, talking. They have like the the Squadron Supreme team behind him. Mm -hmm. Um, That is Gary Frank's artwork, and it always makes me really fucking happy to see because he might be my favorite artist. Um, I do like the way they took the original art from when they were doing the, the blurbs from each universe. Like such an unheralded fucking guy gary frank is the shit um but yeah like i thought that was really cool like so all of these guys are are the survivors of their respective universes where they're incur where the incursion events destroyed uh their planets uh i think including this hyperion but this might have also been the same hyperion who was an avenger well, I, he, yeah, he's, he's from... I was fuzzy on which one it was I'm not super clear on that. Well, they do say that he is from a different Earth. Mm-hmm. One, but I think three, that's what he oh, was. Three, four. I think oh, okay. the one who was on the Avengers was that as well. Like I think uh, that's why he was the only, uh, the only member of the team, like of the Squadron Supreme Universe that existed anywhere in six sixteen stuff. Okay. I think I I could be I could be wrong. Um, you could be right. As much as I love Jonathan Hickman and as much as I think he did some great work with the Avengers and whatnot, it got a little confusing there towards the end. <laughs> really? Let's, let's be honest. Did you not have your Dakota ring? <laughs> no, I did. I had a cryptic. I had a Dakota <laughs> ring. I had some fucking I had Sherlock Holmes novels wait, wait, wait. next to me in th- case th- those would help. This book you're saying was confusing? No, no. no, no Jonathan no. Hickman, when, oh. like when he put his Avengers team together and Hyperion was on it, like, why the fuck is a guy from Squadron? Like, they don't exist in this universe anymore. Like, it was confusing. Um, but I thought Leonard Kirk's artwork was fucking great in this book. It's really like, good. He is just... He's what I want a superhero artist to be. There are so many different styles. I don't know if you noticed it, but, like, he, it is consistently well done. But, mm-hmm. like, when the, the news footage... Mm-hmm. Like, if you just look at that, I don't know, what's it, five, ten, ten panels, there's, like, four different art styles in there. Yeah. Everything from McFarlane, which is the second run I've made, there's a there's a little um, Jim Lee in this page. I mean, it's all over the place, but it's all really good. Yeah, it's all really, really good and captures, I think, different aspects of, you know, like, New York and, and people's reactions. And, like, I think the coloring did really well with that. Like, if you look at the coloring that's done... With the people who are like, no, these guys are fucking great. They're heroes. Like, the even just, like, I mean, fucking subtle things. Like, the people who are saying that they're heroes you, are kind of shot from underneath so that you see, like, a big smile. And the people who are saying they're monsters are shot from over top. So, even if they were smiling, it still looks kind of like a frowny face. Mm, like, right. there's just, there's such, it's so smart, the artwork in this. I mean, Leonard Kirk, like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here. Like, oh, Leonard Kirk is a great artist. Like, that's not news. Mm. But... I was really impressed with his work in this book. The 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 destruction scenes and the, the action scenes all Atlantis. I mean, Atlantis getting destroyed. Like his depiction of Atlantis. Like fucking Hyperion picks up Atlantis. That's <laughs> fucking nuts and throws it to the ground. Oops. I mean, like that scene alone was fucking badass. Like I thought this was a great book. I am really excited to keep reading this. It I, is a shitty name. I will give okay. you that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, seeing as we were just speaking about the art, can we make a comment about the cover art and the final page art? 
What comment would that you like to like make? he's like fondling Namor's head. No, the, okay. The the beauty that is the art by Alex Ross. Oh, I yeah. his art is. Sure, yeah. uh, I love Alex Ross, man. Everything looks so fucking epic when he draws it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorite books is fucking Kingdom Come. That entire book is just <laughs> him being amazing. It could he could draw a kitten and it would still seem like a. a an amazing thing. <laughs> the most epic kitten I've ever seen. I wish he would now. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Google that. Alex Ross kitten. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I, this I was love this book. I thought this was really great. definitely good. the best book I read this week. I, You know what? Imagery-wise, this was really good. I like the story of Lucifer just a little bit better. But that's it's- just me. I, I would I would say like Squadron Supreme was one and like Lucifer was one A. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I know that's kind of a fucking cop out. Yeah, but, cop out's fine. You know, don't want to get I, anybody I think angry. They were both really great books and and definitely well worth your time to to check them out. Um, Boom! Alex Ross kittens. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, where is it? <laughs> Hold on, really? Let me pull up my Skype. It's take ten minutes to have Evan find where the fucking pictures Fuck are. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, boo. Come on. There's kittens in there. There's kittens. <laughs> there is kittens there. In are there. kittens in there. Very good, sir. We'll, so. have to, we'll have to post that in the show notes. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I think that, uh, that about wraps it up. I have a question that I could. Week. I, want to, I want to ask a question. Yeah, that, well, I was going, but you fucked up my segue. Wait, I'm sorry. Because before we it. get away from Squadron Supreme. Okay. When we saw this, I thought, for some reason, when I saw the caped figure, I didn't think. Hyperion, I thought Supreme. What happened to Supreme? No Su- idea. Supreme? He Isn't joined that, that uh, '60s uh, uh, singing group, the uh, the Supremes. <laughs> Donna Summer. Do, am I am I wrong? Like there was a no, character Su- that they shoehorned. Supreme, Supreme in- is a. I, you're thinking of the Sentry, right? Ah, <gasps> oh, thank God, thank you. That would have bothered is, me. Is the Rob Liefeld? The Rob like Liefeld. Grant Morrison did work on that. We don't talk about I Rob think, Liefeld. No, not, no, no, no. Was it Rob? Liefeld? Not Grant Morrison. It was um, Alan Moore did work on Supreme. Supreme, but was, it was for his Supreme okay. Comics imprint. Well, he was. It was originally an image title. Now I know. All right, I'm getting everything crossed. Yeah, the Sentry. Um, the Sentry was killed in um, Siege. Maybe really could have been Siege. Uh, oh, it, right. No, no, um, no, uh, no. It was the fucking. Um... Uh, oh, he was God, killed I in forget. Delaware, actually. <laughs> just like just went there, died. Delaware. Mm. Mm, Delaware. Delaware. Uh, um, he actually just got a staph infection, and uh, that that was it. <laughs> it's just it was very tragic. Yep. Oh, it's very God, shocking. Very so sudden. Sad. <laughs> I, All right, are now, you saying now you I don't really like care. the Sentry? <laughs> what? You didn't like the Sentry? Like not that they shoehorned him into the universe, but that original miniseries, the Jay Lee, the Jay Lee one Jenkins, was epic, was phenomenal. One of the greatest things I've ever read. I did not. I think that it was unnecessary for them to shoehorn him in. I don't know because that was part of the story. Like I just didn't like the I, imagery that, that they cool. kept going back and you know showing him in all of the most uh-huh. epic events of Marvel history. They could have just said everybody forgot him, or you know, sounds I don't know. But I did. I loved that. I loved that character. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. But yeah, uh, different guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Century, su- completely su- different. Different things. All right. Good um. Enough. Okay. So that about wraps it up for uh for the books this week, gentlemen. Were there any other topics you wanted to broach, to bring to the group? 
this Huck week. Number two came out. It's really good. What was it? Huck. That one I was totally right, right, nuts right. over. <laughs> Did you get a chance to read it? Yeah, it was really good. Nice. Good. All right, so buy Huck as well. Good, good, good. Dean, do you have anything for the group? Uh, Star Wars came out today. Yeah. <gasps> I can, heard it was good. Can we... Um, I want to I wanna have like a little contest amongst the four of us. Guess the weekend gross of Star Wars. Oh, um, no I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, um, and be serious, realistic. Don't be like seven hundred fifty million dollars. Okay, I feel that's realistic. I think I think that's realistic as well. Yes. Okay, hold on. I well, uh, let me give you biggest opening box office weekends. Okay. Okay. Um, so that we have something <clears throat> to base this on. Um, okay. Uh, Jurassic World, two hundred eight million. Uh, what? Okay. This no. This Marvel's- is Star Wars, bro. I, I'm just saying, these are the, the top five highest grossing opening weekends. Jurassic World was only... Jurassic World is $208 million. Okay. Wait, is okay. this of all opening time? I, I... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, it does, it, it it's money. It's, total. it's dollars, not ticket sales. Right. This so, is just dollars. So, like, um, Titanic may have sold more tickets, but it has a lower dollar value. So, Right. The Avengers, 207. Age of Ultron... 191, Iron Man 3, 174, and Deathly Hallows Part 2, 169. Those are the top five. I stand firm we, at $750 million. Are we I counting think that's the a pre-sale? Bit of it's weekend gross. That means whatever... Starting today. It's No, no, no. Well, or Friday, showings, Saturday, Sunday. It's showings for today. Like So their pre-sales yeah. count in their opening gross. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so changing like... it to a $1 billion. I'm going to say 320. Let's say 350. If they're counting all those pre-sales. Evan, Evan, say a dollar. You'll win. You'll <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to. <laughs> I really wanted to. But I don't think it's going to be less than them. I think it's going to approach 400. So I'll... You think it's going to double? Yeah. It was fucking Jurassic World, dude. Well, what, did they, what have they done Jurassic so far? They've World already done 100 million they, before. In pre-sales. Jurassic yeah, World sales. is the highest grossing movie of all time. And it's just Jurassic Park. We're talking it, fucking Star Wars. I, I understand. The Avengers made $623 million. This is and that's just US this is just US numbers. So US gross, the Wait. Avengers made six hundred and twenty-three. Jurassic World makes made six hundred and fifty-two. Overall. I would not be surprised if Star Wars eclipses eight hundred million for U.S. gross. One billion. What? Do you realize four hundred for opening? We I just yeah. I don't know that there's like I don't know that the math adds up for that. Well, it's tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. I I I'm just saying I don't know if every theater showing the movie sold out every show. I just don't know that. The math adds up. I could be How about this? Will this make you feel better? $390 million. (laughs) Yes, I feel better. Okay. I don't know why, but I do. I read somewhere that for them to be considered a success, they have to make $1.5 billion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate when they say stuff like that. What does that mean? Monetarily speaking, for what it costs to make the movie and promote the movie. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> That's just stupid. $1.5 billion. Oh, Should have just gotten Judd Apatow to direct it. It would have been super low budget. 
Fuck, fuck that. Get Kevin Smith to, to direct it. He'll pay you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then right, he'd be well, high the whole time. I don't know about that. I'm okay with it. I, I, no, what would come out of his head high? There'd, uh, there'd be everything. From, okay, Tusk. from, from <laughs> the point of Zack Tusk in Star high. Wars, no. <laughs> from the point of Zack and Miri on, anything that you've heard come out of Kevin Smith's mouth has been while Kevin Smith has been high. Yeah, and True. fucking Red State was dope as shit. That, oh, that, that was movie such a was good movie. Bananas. Tusk, I, I that was Tusk a, was awesome. Ridiculously awesome movie. I, I, I don't know, man. Tusk. Like I saw it and I was like. I'm not going to Canada anytime soon. When he when he is yelling, "Come on, Mister Walrus, fight me!" at the end of the movie, and they start screaming at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and when they go to visit Wallace, and he's just like in the zoo. Justin Long comes out of the fucking little igloo. He's, brr, brr. Oh, oh it's time. the best Justin Long has ever been. It's <laughs> his best performance. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, God, this took a turn. All right, yeah. announcer guy, steer us back on track. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geekade crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geekade website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geekade by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekade.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. <laughs> Valiant attempt, announcer guy. <laughs> a valiant attempt, indeed. That's going to wrap it up for uh, issue 63 of the Paper Cuts podcast. Thank you so much for making it through our weekly dose of uh, tomfoolery. Uh, foolishness and nonsense, as uh, one Niecy Nash used to say. A fucking clean house reference. Wow. Keep my eyes on you, Zayday Williams. People will get that who watch Scream Queens. Because Niecy Nash. <laughs> Holy shit. Join us next week with special guest Nisi Nash on issue 64 of the Paper Cuts podcast. If you have a free moment this weekend while you're, uh, you know, while you're listening. Just waiting in line for Star Wars. Waiting in line. While, yeah, let's be honest. While you're waiting in line for Star Wars, listening and sharing this podcast with all of your friends. Take a moment. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Even if you don't think we deserve one, give it to us anyway, because it's fucking Christmas, you Grinch. It really helps get more eyes and ears on the show, helps move the chart, uh, move uh, move us up the charts. It doesn't actually move the charts. They're pretty stationary from what I understand of the construction. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> you, and the fucking that was so well done, sir. <laughs> I'm not an engineer. <laughs> If you want to talk to any of us individually, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at GeekAdeDan. You can find Dean at Kimono underscore Vestlord. You can find Matt at StuffY. And you can find Evan at GeekAde underscore Evan. Excellent. <laughs> Join us next week. Well, actually... Uh, probably a little bit late next week because I don't think we're going to record on uh, Jesus's birthday. Why, um, dude? Big, our, big right, fist bump to fine. Jesus, you know. Are we taking? I fucking a... have a family, you dicks. Oh, and we're not your family. I, I, I see how we rate, sir. Jesus, big You're fan not of my children. <laughs> After are... we read Lucifer, you might be. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, the Lord and Savior. Big fan of the show. Big, big fan. You know, 
Anyway, wow, that took a turn. Um, next week, there's uh, Mega <laughs> you should Man. Pay six. someone to do a best of clip. Like, just take the ridiculous train wrecks that have happened through every one of our episodes and put it up as a special Christmas Someone bonus. would die. I, they would literally die say, going through all the filth that we've recorded. I was going to say, you might want to check the unedited things that we post, but that's kind of what Dean posts. So, uh, hey, you know. snap. listen. Editing joke. Snap, Last week, I had to edit a fuck ton. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> No, you did such a good job. Nobody knew. Well, until I said one train wreck later. Mm. Join us next week, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about the complete Funky Winker Bean Volume 4, 1981 to 1983 hardcover, not verified by Diamond, according to comiclist.com. That's the whole fucking name of of the book. Complete Funky Winker Bean, Volume 4, 1981 to 1983. And the show, Dan. And the fucking show. Please. Yeah, say goodbye. Please. (laughs) For Matt Much. (laughs) This is all staying in, by the way. (laughs) And for Evan Goldstein. And for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. (laughs) 